Today we're diving in on one of my favorite VR games of all time, Until You Fall. This is epic fantasy sword fighting at its best. It has a very unique visual style, it's fast, it's challenging, and it's a hell of a workout. It's pure cardio. It has these pulsing visual effects that pull you into the scene like you're inside uh, an RPG fight scene overflowing with magic and energy. This is definitely worth adding to your library. So I'm really excited to talk to uh, Kwame Bab. He is the senior visual effects designer who worked on this awesome project. Welcome to VR Pod, and thanks for talking with us. We're here today with Kwame Bab, a visual effects artist based out of Pittsburgh, with more than 15 years of experience in game development. All right, Kwame, I discovered your reel and portfolio digging into this game until you fall. But I mean, you've worked on a lot of great titles. I expect you to die, uh, Star Wars Jedi Challenges. Walk us through your journey into game development, VR, and this really unique fighting game. Yeah, hey Danny, uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, thank you for checking out my reel. I always appreciate when people check out my work. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, for me, uh, I grew up playing games. My dad was a, um, an, an engineer and a programmer back in the day. And uh, so I grew up around computers. So games were just like something that he just kind of like dropped in my lap. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I just kept doing it, you know? So um, playing games is something that is is kind of like riding a bike uh, for me and my family. It's something we all do together. And uh, it's something I always wanted to do as a kid. So I always wanted to, to, to do that. And I was uh, kind of, I did art as a kid um, into comic books. Uh, into video games, into just, uh, you know, the, some of the classic stuff. My dad was uh, very much into that uh, drafting and, and perspective and drawing and all that kind of stuff. So it was just kind of surrounded me. Uh, and then uh, when I got into high school, I just kept doing that. So it was art, 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 art. You know, the programming side kind of fell off. I like liked math and all that kind of stuff, but it wasn't, it didn't drive me, right? So I just kept doing art. Uh, once... I got out of that. I went into college. I got out of high school, got into college, um, was pushing towards trying to figure out how to do games, but it wasn't very clear back then. Um, it was very confusing. So I did, I went into art history for a bit, did that for a while. It was fun. Um, and, uh, but it wasn't focused. Like I was like, how am I going to get over there? <laughs> how am I going to get to games? I don't know. So I left, uh, just kind of did regular work for a while, worked at a pizza shop for a while, um, came back. Uh, and then I ended up going to Chicago for a bit um, that I went to the in Illinois Institute of Art. Uh, love Chicago. That was a fantastic time there. Um, I was doing computer animation there and that was closer. So it was another step. Right. And I was like, OK, getting closer. This is cool. But it wasn't again, it was no focus on games. It was nothing there for me. And I ended up leaving because I had some family stuff that I had to take care of back home. This was in Ohio at the time. Um, and then uh, ended up after some years finding Pittsburgh, where I am now, um, the Art Institute of Pittsburgh had a game art and design program that was obviously game art and design. It was very specific. And I was like, oh, OK, maybe this is the one, you know, so I ended up going there. Um, and yeah, it was it was great. It was wonderful. I learned all sorts of stuff about um, that. That program was very well-rounded. It wasn't very focused on VFX or anything like that. I really didn't even know what VFX were at that time. I was just doing everything I could with games, right? I was doing game design, I was programming, I was doing animation, I was doing modeling, I was doing anything. Um, and then uh, I found, I got lucky because one of my professors um, was actually of the, uh, we have like a game development uh, class 
at the at the uh, Art Institute that was it was a couple of them, and I was generally one of the people who liked to lead because uh, I liked all the different aspects of of game development. So I would try to like kind of corral everybody. And one of my professors for that class was actually working at Shell Games at the time. Um, and Shell was very small, so Shell at that point maybe was twelve, ten. Um, and he brought me on. Uh, he so he said, "Hey, you you should come interview because we're looking for people." And I was like, "I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> I was getting ready to move out west, you know, because that's where all the all the game dev developers were." So I took uh, so I took that job. I interviewed. I, it went well. I took that job. I was like the thirteenth employee, um, and I've been there since. So in within that, um, it, we've worked on a lot of stuff over the years at at Shell, and I worked. Um, I ended up finding VFX kind of a little bit in the middle. Um, where we were working on some new projects that were getting larger and larger projects. At first, I started doing texture, um, texture work and uh, concept painting there at the beginning. And then um, we needed some projects that had VFX and no one knew how to do them. So I was like, ah, that looks kind of cool. So I went home and actually just kind of like learned myself um, and just worked at home doing VFX. And I just, the more I did it, I was like, this is awesome. I really like this. It has all the flair, all the, it has animation. It has, um, it has the, the aspect of design that respects and uh, needs to focus on like feedback for the player. So it can really get in there and say like, oh, let's direct this moment so that it feels like this, you know? Um, and so that was the mix of those things is really what got me like, oh my God, this is, I love this. Um, and so I just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. Um, and that eventually led to, yeah, the culmination of like what Until You Fall ended up being and some of my work on that and uh, into where I am now. So, yeah, that's, yeah. You've got such a, an eclectic range of experiences from, from art history to animation to getting to do texturing and now um, VFX. Have you found that having all those experiences in art history is made you better at VFX has made you better, better game designer having all that background. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm really happy that I had, uh, that I was into what I was into back then, you know, like I think, uh, the, the aspect of, um, color theory, I think color theory to me is one of the big ones that I love personally, but, um, it's just something that I just like being looking into how colors react, how how we perceive color and how it interacts with itself and what that means to people, how it affects people is something that I've um, always kind of been interested in. But that in line with game design and get those game moments and VFX in general, all come together in a way that like really, I, it really helps to help to dictate to people like and and kind of give them like here check this out like see this how do you perceive that right and we can add you know we, we're using all the things in animation you know speed brightness we're using motion we're using you know slow in ease in ease out all that stuff that that animators do i'm using all of that plus the color right to create a feeling right and all of that all of that makes feelings that everybody feels but not necessarily pays attention to all the time right um so that's the kind of stuff that it that art is that right like when you go to a museum and you look on the wall like you're looking at art that makes you feel those same things you know and so for me the study of how everyone has always done it and how we've always perceived it all helps to bring it into a video game you know well, and, I, and you mentioned that it being a part of the haptic feedback. I've never thought about that because when you're in VR, you really need that. And, and it, it, the, you see the motion, you see the moves. And that's one of the things I love about Until You Fall. There's no shortage of amazing effects and trails and explosions of energy. It's such a huge part of the game. 
And I mean, there's, there's no shortage of particle effects and it feels very intentional. So yeah. tell me, how was that done? What was the thinking behind it and some of the, the challenges for, for doing that effect rich mm. environment on the standalone quest? Yeah. Um, so for sure, that was, I mean, that was definitely all me. <laughs> I'm like, we're doing this, you know, like this is, um, I think the team was uh, very excited to try to, you know, we're all, um, we're all fans of, of playing a lot of like action games. We're all huge. We were all playing like God of War. We're playing like Dark Souls. We're all Dark Souls fans. We were talking about games like Revengeance and Bayonetta and, you know, all these action games that were fast paced and had a lot of effects. And so for me, Soul Calibur, you know, for all these fighting games that like had this impact that people felt, right? You could feel it. And to me, and I think for a lot of the team at the time, um, we were like, why we have to do this in VR? Like if we're doing a VR game or we're making this game, what we're what we want to do is to bring if bring some of that into this. If we can't do that, then like why are we doing this? You know, I think that was like important for the team, right? At that moment. So um, I did a lot and the team did, but I for sure had to do a lot of research to figure out how to bring that in to VR in a way that wouldn't just break everything, one. Um, and two, not be able to see anything, right? Because I think the um, we did a lot of work studying how bringing something in, let's study Street Fighter, right? Let's say like, okay, if I'm going to throw a fireball, what does that even mean in VR? Because if I'm Ryu and I'm pretending, you know, at this point I'm thinking, if I'm Ryu and I throw a fireball from my hands, I can't see anything in front of me. <laughs> like it just it's just a giant blue ball of energy that's flying and hopefully it hits my target i can't see you know so that kind of that kind of thing that kind of research was something and that the iteration was something that we had to do to figure out how to translate that into vr right and that was something that we we wanted to do that we wanted um the game to feel visceral we wanted because again i think there's an aspect of kind of like um kind of a mental exercise we all do when we play games where we try to put ourselves in the in the shoes of that character right um and in vr is the closest the closest that we've ever got to it right to actually putting our feet you you are that character um not only are we actually you know putting the sword in your hand and until you fall but we're like we, we you you look down you see your body right this is my feet right i'm in the game right so the more we could do to make each swipe feel special like you do when you're pressing x or square in a video game that's what we were trying to bring over you know that's uh and so a lot of work went into doing that and it was important because i wanted the, the translation of those things um is a kind of a translation of the experience right and that is that was what we were trying to emulate we're trying to see like how can we bring this over what do we need to do to bring it over and make everything feel super juicy so that everything you do feels like oh i did it i did it i did it and you feel like a hero so that's what we were really pushing that was in a that was important that was an important pillar for the team boy that's funny you mentioned that because when i finish a stage i'm clanging my swords together getting ready for the next move and yeah. that's another thing too this this game is different even than a lot of vr games because it is it's a heck of a workout, even on the so-called like relaxed mode. I mean, it's for a fantasy video game. It's like being inside like the fight scene of like a classic chrono, chrono trigger or something. You're you're like yeah. you're in it, um, and you're expected to move. I mean, when you see like, and I've been playing on the intense more. You see yeah. the arrows. You're like, 
I gotta, I gotta get down. I gotta, I gotta slide. And yep. so I play it like we, we just finished the kid's basement. I just play down there all the time. I clear out everything and I make, <laughs> make the space. Was the vision for it always to be this active of a game? Like it, fe- it feels like a workout. It's like, um, yeah. Um, so we didn't, we weren't necessarily thinking like, let's make this a workout game, right? Well, let's make this a, a game that's an aerobic game where people use it that way. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, I think it's certainly in our testing when, as we were playing the game and making the game, we felt it because <laughs> we would always fight. We're like, okay, I need to take a break. I can't test again anymore. Hold on. I, I might be done for the day testing, you know, but, um, because it was, it is such a workout and we did have to, you know, on the other hand, we had to do a lot of work to make sure that that was like, okay. Like we had to make sure that people didn't hurt themselves kind of right. Oh yeah. Um, because just the way that we did the swinging, right? Doing that kind of swinging, we're not all sword fighters. We don't know techniques, you know, to not hurt our shoulders and stuff. So um, we kind of had to do some work there to make sure that there were some limits and in, in how you could play. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when we did things like when we added the dodge, when we added like, the, you need to duck, you need to, um, uh, you need to dash you need to look side you need to kind of dash to the side or, or dodge to the side all those things became started to become clear that like this was going to be a lot of exercise and i think the the nature of the kind of game it is like the kind of roguelite allows it to be played in short spurts right you don't have to you can do like part of a run and even if you die it's okay like you can come back you're still kind of gaining ether like it's it's cool uh, and so the idea behind the whole thing was playing in short spurts is good. Um, you're going to get that exercise. It's okay. You know, take breaks. I think we even put like, be careful of your you know environment in, like in the yeah, beginning yeah. You know, with the cat. Right. So, um, so we, we, we understood that. I mean, we could see that in testing and we're, I think a lot of us, I know I'm very happy that it became that like a lot of people use it for that kind of for, for like an exercise regimen, which is amazing to me like that's super cool um not something that we were going in saying like this is what it's going to be used for but it definitely wasn't like that but very i think we're happy that it is you know well th- that's great this this is another game too that i think is really going to benefit from some of the changes in technology like there's times i'm playing this game where i i can't wait to have a little more peripheral vision when i'm getting attacked yeah. on two sides um and i'll be honest when i first picked it up i was like i just died four times i'm nope Yep. Um, but when yep. you stick with this game, it's it's like playing the old Mega Man games where you keep you keep getting a little farther each time, and it's immensely rewarding when you do because then you're anticipating the patterns and the movements of the enemies, and you're just trying to calm your breathing a little bit when they do start to overwhelm you. It's just a very clever game. I gotta ask, can you beat this game on intense difficulty setting? Did you no. do? You, yeah, it's a tough, no. tough game. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's it's super hard. And like I um I I'll be real. I didn't play it enough at that level to do it to beat it at that level, right? Like for me, it was like because obviously you you craft it, you play it all the time, all the way up, right? Um. So the the kind of like the work that it takes and the effort that it takes to play at that level repeatedly, I just never did it. You know, so yeah, no, absolutely not. They're, the players are much better than me <laughs> at the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're, and you're on the community Discord. Um, it seems like there's a lot of strategy going on. People saying, "Here's what you do when you get surrounded." Like, has it been fun to watch people engage with the game in that way and come up with like all kinds of different ways to play it? Yes, it, it's. I mean, from to me, it's a dream. Right. Like it's the kind of thing like this was for me, this was one of the first games 
this is one of my loves. Like I love, I love this game. I love, I uh, love to making it and I love watching people play it and the people, you know, their, their community has been just wonderful. There's some really diehard people um, in the community that have been there from like really early from the beginning when we first started the discord. So like, it's really, really, um, it was, it was a dream to watch them pontificate about like, how should I do this? And, you know, and I'm sitting there going like, no, don't do that. You know, but then they go, oh, you, you did it. You did it. I didn't think you could do that like that, you know? Um, so it's been absolutely, it's absolutely wonderful to watch players play the game and talk about it and be so um, passionate about it. Like there's a group that does uh, multiplayer runs, right? which is like the best, uh, multiplayer is not in this game, right? But they just stream at the same time. And then they like, they yeah, they stream at the same time. They get in calls and they stream together. And then when they finish a room, they kind of stop and they like say, okay, we're done. And then they go in together and then they do the next room. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Like just watching it happen. It's brilliant. Like, it's like, this is so awesome that, um, that they have kind of like innovated in this way to do this thing together. That is something that again, you know, I think probably anybody that develops a single player game <laughs> that people can, I mean, one, I think you want this, but when people see that multiplayer could be cool, they like want it right immediately they're like oh yeah can we get multiplayer and it's like whoa that is like so hard to do multiplayer is very hard to do so probably not but to see people find a way to do it amazing just amazing well how, how fun being in the, in the room and and on the seeing this game hit the drawing board watching it go from concept to completion taking a step back paint that picture for us what's it like working on a team like this coming up with ideas for a game um being a, a, a senior visual effects artist what, what's it like collaborate what's the collaboration like and and there's just just the whole team atmosphere yeah uh so so this team you know uh had been together for a, a bit at uh at that moment when we started to develop until you fall um at at shell uh, when I was there, there wasn't as many there this doesn't happen as often right because it's just it's a big group of people that work on a lot of little projects, right? So sometimes if your team gets split and you'll be moving around, right? So um, we were lucky, a couple of the, the main kind of proponents of this team early on were lucky to have actually got to work on Star Wars Jedi's challenges, right? So we started to develop these ideas early. And then even on the side, there was like a side project that we were working on, that we were tinkering with some of this stuff, like, how can we get these weapons to feel like weighty? And how can we get this hit to feel weighty? We had been working on that for a couple years before we even started developing Until You Fall, right? So the team had started to really knit together, which is really mm -hmm. awesome. Um, the way that we worked on, you know, in the, in the, on the development, we were actually working on this. Um, one of the fun things was, I think that the team really had, there was a lot of anonymous uh, autonomy between people, right? So I got to really collaborate. We love collaborating together. So I collaborated with several designers and tech and some engineers about like how specifically to like put together uh, some of the super attacks, for example, right? The supers, like literally we were like, what do we think is cool? And we came up with this huge list of 130. I think it was something like 130 supers, way too many, obviously, right? But, um, and it was just everyone contributed, you know? 
And then we kind of like honed in on the ones that made some sense and then honed in on the ones that we actually thought we could do with the amount of time that we had and the amount of budget that the, the project had for, for the, the schedule. And we whittled it down and then a group of us put it together as a group. Like it was like me uh, as a VFX artist. I think we had an audio, uh, we had an engineer, and then we had a d designer director who was kind of like, uh, Patrick was like the He's kind of like the guru of like uh, the animations, uh, the animation direction and the design of the animation. So we all worked together and came up with some of that stuff. Um, there was a lot of times when things like, for example, uh, Patrick, again, the, the kind of like design um, director was working with uh, the animator to figure out how to time the attacks, the enemy attacks. Like, oh no, we want this one to be a little bit quicker and then we ended up actually that could that uh those two connections you know the animator working with the designer could kind of go back and forth a little too much right because it's like oh no tweak that oh let's tweak that a little faster a little slower mm -hmm. so we actually ended up coming with coming up with a tool um and just using it in unity to be able to actually just tweak it with numbers right just tweak the time a little bit and the animator going, all right, that's cool. I'll let that, <laughs> that, that works, you know, because obviously the artists are, we want everything the way that we kind of see it. But there was a ton of collaboration. Uh, and I think this, because the team was so small early on, um, it really was a collaboration of like everybody's, um, everybody's vision of what this thing could be and us figuring out how to package it all together in a way that worked, I think was kind of the, uh, the key to this. Cause again, it was small, it was, it's weird, right? There just wasn't that many things on, especially in VR, like it, there was a lot of inspiration taken from things that we've played on regular, you know, gaming consoles or on PC, but translating that into VR, there was nothing, right? So we were just kind of like, okay, what do we think about this? Really? How does this, how do we think this works? Does it work? There was a lot of stuff we cut. There was a lot of stuff we were like, that we just can't do that right now. We can't fit that in. So um, we collaborated every day, all the time. And we were um, and we were constantly allowed to, I never felt like I was in my art, you know, my little art center over there, just doing art. It was always us watching each other and paying attention, so yeah. Well, Kwame, tell me, what are you working on now? What projects are on your horizon that you can talk about? What's yeah. a, what's um what, and if not, what what do you want to be working on? What's like what's yeah. on your on your trajectory? Um, so yeah, I definitely can't talk about what I'm working on now. Um, but uh, unfortunately, but I mean, it's definitely awesome. It's it's bombastic. It's got a lot of VFX. It's fun. It's got a lot of elements in it, colors. You know, like it's a lot of stuff that uh, it's exciting for me. Um, I wish I could. I can't wait till I could talk about it. But, um. The so I mean I think for me you know what I want to be working on I'll be real until you fall was a uh, was a kind of a tentpole for me right it was a it was a project that was like oh man if I get to be able to create with a group like that a team like that that has that kind of vision that kind of energy like I want to be able to repeat that right and it's not necessarily saying I want to make until you fall two or whatever um, it's just that kind of development space right that kind of creative group. Um, is is was just absolutely wonderful and uh i hope that i hope that people can feel that and until you fall but that that is what i like finding that space again um is is definitely something that i want to do again so something you know unique a unique game that's got a lot of um uh that's got a lot of action right something that has a lot of uh, spaces where i can be very expressive uh with the vfx to the point where like your reaction to how you take in those vfx is like 
I love that, right? I love that because you really feel stuff. Like it's stuff you're like, ooh, I, that's like that kind of impact with VFX is that's where I want to be, you know, with my work. So um, a project that allows my VFX to kind of be not front and center, but to be impactful, you know, uh, is, is the type of project that I, I really want to be on. Well, you can see it. VR is having such a renaissance right now. And it seems like the sky's the limit with the technology uh, for for young developers or, or any developers, really, anyone that works in visual design or effects or students in Art Institute right now thinking, man, I want to do what Kwame does every day on a team like that. What advice would you have for them just to, to, to get that started? Sure. Um, I would say, you know, you're, I would say that like any, anything you can do to perceive, like uh, study the arts, like outside of VFX, outside of games is very important, right? I would say like study nature because like uh, so many of what we do as VFX artists is to understand kind of like the natural motion, like physics, right? just how water moves, why it splashes that way, how it comes apart. Why does fire do that? Why does the wind blow through leaves like that? That kind of stuff is the stuff that we emulate and we kind of put forth to players so that they have to go, oh yes, that is a tree, you know, or that is, water that feels like water because we're not making real water we're making the graphic representation of water you know and it has to be able to be understood by players so the more that you can the more that you study the more that you understand those things the best um the better you're going to be at kind of emulating it um the more i mean again like i so like i was saying before art arts history art study um paying attention to color color theory and the principles of animation all massively important um so the more the more in touch with those you can be, the better. The more you're going to understand um, how you can impact a moment in a game and provide amazing uh, feedback and uh, an emotional, you know, kind of an emotional touch. Um, there's, I feel like VFX. Um, I did a talk. Uh, I did a talk on this just because I think there was a lot of people uh, that don't necessarily understand. But there is a lot of there's so there's VFX is everywhere in games. All every almost every game, every single game has it, but it's not talk about very often, right? So, I would say too, like study the crap out of other games, like look at what's there and really pick them apart and see like why did they do that? Why is that like that? Um, and you'll you'll start to be able to. I know for me, once I when I started studying VFX to be able to learn how to do it, that's kind of what I started to do. And I started like my eyes kind of opened. I was like, oh my god, this is every what this is everywhere, and I realized I knew nothing, you know. So I think for people learning to start to do it now, like it's, it's out there, like it's go, go study the games that are there and you'll see, and you'll learn lots of reasons why someone might've did something. And then you'll start to be on a path of learning at that point. It's all there. So much is there. Um, and then make, create. Like, you're, you know, we're, we're artists. You got to just make stuff. You're going to fail. It's going to be daunting. There's a lot of... Um, VFX is weird because I think there's many different ways to come across, um, there's many cross sections of types of people who make VFX, right? Some people are way more techie and they like the sliders and the numbers and the code. Some people are super artistic and they like to paint and they like the textures and they like the motion and the movement and the animation. I'm definitely this one, I'm the left one. I, I'm an artist, I'm super arty, artsy, um, not so much techie. But the cross section always matters and there's always gonna be a cross section. So 
get good, get great at whatever aspect of it you like to do and just do it all the time. Like, like don't ever stop doing it. Just do it, do it, do it. Because you're just going to be really, really good at that. And VFX artists have a um, certain perspective that I feel like is unique. And the more you can kind of be empowered by your own art, the, your own vision, your aspect of what you do and why you do it, then that game is going to, is going to benefit. Right, the the team benefits. People around you learn about VFX because you are constantly teaching. Right, you're like this, yeah, like this, you know. And people are like, oh, I didn't even understand that. So, do all those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kwame, it's been great talking to you. Great having you on. I, I love your story. I love the, just the eclectic background. Um, how this how this game came together because it's a lot of fun, and I'm I'm gonna keep digging in because I think I do have a goal of beating this game on this intense mode if i can That's, make it happen i love um, it man i love that you're playing on the hardest mode it's is so hard yeah it's intense um anything you'd like to leave with us before we head out today uh well i mean i'm just I'm really happy that you're um that you're willing to do this and, and, and then you went came to me and uh there's a lot of i'm happy to see like the 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 continued uh, excitement for vr and the questions i think that because i think that that's probably the most I, one of to me one of the most awesome things about it is that there's so many people who are like um really like not skeptical but they're like what is this and they go deep like vr vr enthusiasts go really deep into figuring out like what we're actually doing um and i really i really appreciate that because i think that um it leads to conversations like this, right? That are like, let's talk about the game, how you made that, why you made it, and how it's important in what this in what this 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 uh, platform is. Um, and I think that kind of conversation just deepens our understanding wholly about VR and why we're doing it, why people are doing it. So um, I really I really love that. So like, let's let's keep talking like this. This is <laughs> this kind of conversation is fantastic. You got it. Well, I'll be in the Discord, uh, Kwame. Great talking to you today. And, uh... you, Danny. Thank you. Awesome. This has been VR Pod, the virtual reality podcast. Again, if you have any feedback, uh, send a note to Danny at vrpod.net. Be sure to subscribe, and we'll talk to you next week.